You're listening to First Draft on CL Radio, all about the art of brewing in Atlanta. Welcome to First Draft. I'm your host, Joe Melanson. The Wild Leap Brew Company came together back in 2017 when co-owners Rob Goldstein and Anthony Rodriguez, along with brewmaster Chris Elliott, opened their flagship location in LaGrange, Georgia. Why am I interviewing a brewery from that far away? Well, only two years after opening, they were awarded Best New Brewery by USA Today's Reader's Choice Awards, and soon after, they were named among the top five breweries in Georgia, alongside behemoths like Sweetwater, Creature Comforts, Monday Night Brewing, and Reformation. And best of all, this fall, they will be opening a brand new location right in the middle of downtown Atlanta in the new Centennial Yards, formerly known as the Gulch. Rob Goldstein, welcome to First Draft. Happy to be here. How did you first become interested in craft beer? So... I guess I kind of got into the craft beer business on accident. Really? Mm -hmm. I was in the events industry or in the hospitality industry, I should say, in Atlanta, working for a company called the Gerber Group, where I was director of marketing and events for the Southeast region. Uh And my job was to, um, you know, to throw events at our various venues, which were located in in various Starwood hotels throughout the Southeast. Okay. Um, I randomly went to a networking event at a brewery in Atlanta that was uh, for the ACBB. Mm-hmm. And in addition to doing uh, events at these these venues, on the side, I was also producing larger events with, with some partners of mine, you know, New Year's events, Halloween events, things like that. Sure. And I went to this brewery and I thought, wow, this is a really cool place to throw a New Year's party. You know, the idea came to, to call it Brewer's Eve. So I reached out to the staff uh, and I said, well, who would I talk to about throwing an event here? And they pointed to this guy, Anthony. Um, and so I approached him and I said, listen, I'm really interested in, in throwing an event for New Year's Eve here. Would you be open to it? And over the course of several conversations, we came to an agreement. And, and uh, the first year we, we threw this event, 1,800 people showed up. Mm. We thought, wow, we're, we're on to something. Let's, let's continue to do that. So my passion really was, was marketing and events. And you know he was he was managing this this brewery at the time, and we continued to throw Halloween events there, and, and additional New Year's parties, and beer festivals, and music events, and and eventually that kind of grew to um, you know throwing uh, larger events outside of, of there, you know at other various venues in Atlanta, and you know at some point we kind of just started talking about the idea of of starting a brewery, really just you know in, in the in a very abstract sense and how it all came about was he was called to the city of LaGrange through a mutual friend to help consult on ultimately how to bring up to, to this town and LaGrange is about an hour south of Atlanta mm-hmm. and they said listen this is part of our master development plan to bring a brewery to downtown and we don't necessarily know how to do it but we think that throwing a beer festival would be a good way to showcase the town and you know he called me and and said listen we should we should throw a beer festival here and and maybe you know and see how it goes right and so we did that we threw the first LaGrange craft beer festival it was a tremendous success and and at some point we just kind of looked at each other and said this is where we should we should start a brewery and so almost immediately after that we kind of sprung into action and, and built a business plan and started recruiting investors and you know, it took about a year uh, to make it happen, but that's really how um, how Wild Leap was born, and 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 you know how my 
my foray into the craft beer world was um, was cemented. Were you a, a big craft beer drinker before this happened, or has that sort of happened as you've gotten involved more with it? Candidly, no. Um, <laughs> you know, know much about beer other than I like to drink it. Uh huh. And you know, I wasn't really partial to any specific craft beers. You know, but over the course of many years of doing these events, got really into it, especially uh, Georgia breweries. And, and, you know, I had certain favorites. And and Anthony had a very close friend named Chris Elliott, who was, you know, has been a home brewer, had been a home brewer for over 10 years and was just like a, a mad genius when it came to <laughs> brewing. So he said, well, when we when we start this brewery, Chris should be the guy. And, you know, I like Chris. I had worked with him on, you know, doing these festivals as mm-hmm. well. And I thought, yeah, that sounds great. And so really Chris became the missing link, if you will, you know, for starting Wild Leap. And you guys opened back in 2017, which also happens to be the year that the beer laws changed in Georgia. Was that part of the impetus for opening? Yeah, sometimes it's better to be uh, lucky than good. (laughs) (laughs) The journey to making Wild Leap a a reality and, and opening our doors was about two years. So we knew that the momentum was starting to build to change these laws Mm -hmm. and then the laws changed but there was some you know there were it was unclear as to when they were going to go to effect and we we had numerous construction delays you know with with the brewery because we were essentially converting a a historical building that started as a chevy dealership in the 40s and then became this beloved uh you know auto body shop uh, that was family owned from the 60s until 2008 when it closed so there was a lot to do in terms of the renovation and it just so happened to work out that by the time we got the renovation complete, it was a handful of weeks after this new law went into effect. So really on day one, we were able to operate as Georgia breweries uh, are now and that, you know, you can serve a pint uh, of beer uh, as opposed to doing this whole like tour and right. system, insanely confusing and, and kind of silly um, in retrospect, but we were very grateful in the, the way the timing worked out. And you mentioned uh, that your brewery is located in in a historic building, and as a result, uh, recently were awarded uh, an award for excellence in rehabilitation from the Georgia Trust for Historic Preservation. Did did you set out when you were looking at locations? Were you looking to to set up in an established building, or was was that something uh, that was in the plan to begin with? You know, this this building was sitting vacant on the south end of downtown starting in 2008 Mm. and so when we came to LaGrange to throw this beer festival you know we found it and actually it was Anthony who drove by one day and saw it empty and was like man that's that'd be a great brewery (laughs) and it just so happened that it it worked out I mean you know ultimately we we would have done it anywhere whether we had to you know build a building or, or or take something over but the fact that we were able to renovate this beautiful historic building that mm-hmm. has so much character so much history and keep all of the really beautiful bones yeah in, in terms of original brick and tile and the steel and then renovate it to have all state-of-the-art new aspects in terms of the electrical and the plumbing it, it was really the best of both worlds we look at it was interesting during the, the construction part some of the steel we saw certain branding elements on that and it was um there was there's a company that it was, that it was branded on the steel that it turns out after after some research that it was a company that was operating in the 1800s and oh. so what happened you know if you recall the the building was built in the 40s right around the time of world war ii so steel was very hard to come by at the time so this building was built with steel that was repurposed from the 1800s wow and 
you know, just the history of it was so, so cool. And, you know, just having a, a building with, with this kind of character, but also all the up to, up to, to date amenities is really just kind of, kind of a dream come true. Seen any ghosts there? Oh, we have, uh, <laughs> we actually have a ghost here we call Franklin. Um, ah. <laughs> at, you know, late at night, doors tend to open and close. Wow. Yeah, it's no joke. It, Franklin is, is alive and well here wildly. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, by 2019, you guys had already won several awards, including Best New Brewery and USA Today Reader's Choice Awards. You were also listed among the top five breweries in Georgia, alongside some pretty big names like Sweetwater and Creature Comforts, Monday Night Brewing and Reformation. What was it like being in that company so soon after opening? It was a bit surreal, honestly. We always, I guess the the, the view we take is that you know, the moment you kind of start believing your own hype is, is when you're finished. So. Right. We, we go to work every day incredibly uh, hungry and and ready to, to conquer the you know the, the next challenge so while acc- accolades are, are something that we appreciate and enjoy we, we try not to think about it too much because you know our mission is always to continue to evolve to continue to to earn our customers business every day so it's, it's great but our focus is, is, is really on, on the products and, and building the brand. You're listening to Rob Goldstein of Wild Leap Brew Company on First Draft. Yeah, you, do, you guys definitely don't sit back and sort of rest on your laurels. I mean, even in 2019, you, you were already starting to make your own line of vodka. And how did that decision come about? When did you decide to branch out? Really, on day one, it was part of the business plan. We mm. thought, you know, once we can, we can really get a, a good grasp in terms of how to, to have the beer business operate, we want to expand. We saw the writing on the wall in terms of, you know, hard seltzer was starting to come up mm-hmm. and spirit RTDs. And, and we knew that that spirits was something that we were incredibly interested in. So when that time came, we felt that, okay, if we're going to do this, we need to be really authentic because people are super passionate about craft beer and craft breweries. Whereas maybe in spirits, not so much. Like if someone walks up to a bar, you know, they, they, they want to order a specific wildly beer or specific beer of another brewery, right? But oftentimes they'll offer they'll order a vodka soda, or if they say something like a Tito's soda, it's because that's the only name that they just kind of right. remember, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. So we felt like if we're going to do this, we need to do it right. We need to be super authentic. So we spent close to a year developing our vodka and you know creating the perfect branding surrounding it, and then we thought, well, when we put this in the in the tap room, you know, we can't just be slinging vodka sodas vodka cranberries like we have to do it right and so Brittany, our our general manager and you know someone who <laughs> we've who is a former bartender of 10 years and we stole from you know the wine <laughs> industry you know she really helped guide through that process in terms of like when we opened or when we started selling spirits downstairs like we had all amazing you know fresh cocktails with hand-pressed juices and fresh herbs and all that stuff and it was great and and that's really kind of was the kickoff to all of the the um, innovation that that has happened on the, the spirits and, and at a later time the, the RTD side and and moving forward you, you really can't talk about being in a business involved in a business in 2020 and 2021 without talking about how COVID has affected your business and after after the initial quarantine period when everything was shut down what was your decision process like regarding how to do business after that and, and eventually reopen yes yeah, so um I will always remember vividly how this all played out. Um, when when you're a brewery and you order new tanks, it takes a long time for them to show up. Mm. You know, 
the way our brew house is built, we have a lot of metal beams in the ceiling, and it's not easy to just kind of like plug and play when it comes to <laughs> right. buying like generic tanks. Like, I'll take the large one or the medium <laughs> one. Everything is custom built. Mm. So we have continued to expand and expand, and right before coronavirus happened, we were expecting a, a huge shipment of these new 120-barrel massive tanks. And it so happens that the day the NBA season was canceled was the day these tanks showed up. <laughs> and so here we are, we're, we're triumphant in the sense right. that, oh gosh, like our biggest expansion ever is happening. We need this so desperately because we, we, we need to sell more beer and, and the demand is there. And then boom, the, the world is, is basically coming to a grinding halt. The, the trucks that were going out that week to, to handle the, the huge crowds that were coming for NCAA Final Four are literally turning around. And returning oh, wow. And we're just like, well, how, how's that going to work? Yeah. So we made the decision that day that we're going to close the tap room, close the inside of the tap room, and go to a, a curbside-only business for the foreseeable future. So how it all went down is Anthony, Chris, Brittany, and I, we just locked ourselves in the conference room and just sat there for hours kind of mapping through how all this was going to go down. And, you know, within 24 hours, we had uh, a curbside pickup, you know, website built and, you know, we're immediately sending traffic there. And it was, it was really amazing because what could have turned into an absolutely devastating situation where we're, you know, we're laying off uh, a significant part of our staff, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. We were able to, you know, on the taproom side, not really miss a beat in terms of revenue. In fact, on, on some weeks or in some months, we were doing more revenue operating out of a 10 by 10 tent for curbside pickup than we were when we were throwing 1,000 person festivals. <laughs> wow. Which was bananas. But again, you know, again, it's just we all felt this this sense of determination. And that that's for the entire team of like, listen, we got to make this work. You know, the, the, our, our team is, is relying on us. The community is relying on us. We're, we're not. This is a situation we don't have much control over, you know, in terms of what's going on in the world. But we just we kind of have to, we have to pivot quickly, and that's what we did. And that's ultimately how the, you know, the RTDs came about, and and all of that through COVID. Um, and then the last part is, you know, in terms of distribution sales, yeah, keg sales went to zero pretty much overnight. But we experienced a, a huge surge in off-premise, mm. uh, in grocery stores, package stores, who yeah. just. You know, we quickly changed that and, and thankfully um, not only survived but, but thrived during a, a very difficult time. It seems like, you know, just in my interviews with different breweries around town, it, that I, it, it seems like it, the bright side in all this, I guess, is how quickly breweries were able to turn around, as you mentioned, and, and change the way they did business as opposed to restaurants who had, some of them had a much harder time sort of figuring out how they were going to handle it. But breweries seemed to stay on top of it the entire time. Yeah, I mean... We were just we were just very lucky, you know. There was there was a bit of an education process in mm-hmm. the sense that like, you know, not many businesses in Lagrange have online ordering available, and you know there was a, a certain sense of coaching or a certain period of coaching and, and kind of getting folks used to going to the website and, and doing these orders. But very quickly, uh, the community embraced it, and there were times where our, our check averages were double and triple what they normally were because you know folks were, were in their cars right. picking up. <laughs> the joke was always, well, this is like this week's order, right? <laughs> but then like days later, they'd be back for next week's order. Right. I feel like for that, for a few months in the summer of last year, everybody was kind of 
<laughs> everybody's kind of drinking like uh, a little bit more than usual, I guess. And is your tap room, uh, has it reopened since then? It, it is. Um, so we initially opened the outdoor area of the tap room last November. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, we, we opened the inside a couple months ago. And, and that was a little bit delayed. We would have maybe opened <clears throat> sooner. But uh, we took that opportunity to do a full renovation of the tap room as well. Because, you know, when we started, we were essentially a beer bar. And when we started offering craft cocktails, we didn't have the proper wells and refrigeration that necessarily that we necessarily needed in order to really make this a well-oiled machine. So it kind of worked out that we were able to renovate the tap room and now that's fully opened and, and it's a great thing. Now, speaking of great things and big news for you guys is this very exciting, you're opening a new tap room right in downtown Atlanta. I mean, you couldn't be more downtown if you tried in what is now called Centennial Yards, used to be called the Gulch. Again, putting older buildings to good use. How, how was the decision made to open a second location? And in such a, a that's a pretty huge way. Well, the way I, I characterize it is like we had to we had to kiss a lot of frogs to to, to find the prince, so to speak. Mm. We had been searching for an Atlanta location for for literally years, and nothing just felt right. But when we when we did see the Centennial Yards project, and you know the fact that we would be located in what is formerly the the Norfolk, Norfolk Southern corporate headquarters, mm-hmm. and, and it's a huge rehab project. We were really intrigued, and you know, to the credit of you know those folks and, and the, the CIM team and Stream, they did a phenomenal job of, of really helping to uh, teach us their vision of, of what what this was going to be. You know, I look back on the days when we first, when Anthony and I were first, you know, still living in Atlanta, and, and we told folks like we were going to open a brewery in Lagrange. They they thought we were crazy. <laughs> Like you're gonna look range. What, what right. is that? All I know, there's a ZZ top. Right. Side, but other than that, <laughs> and we just we we felt with conviction that, that that it was the right right move. And and same thing with this. Um, we're just we're incredibly thrilled to to be an anchor tenant for this project, and we think it's going to have a transformative effect on downtown Atlanta. And I even saw an article recently talking about how um, they're comparing this. You know, the media is comparing this to. Uh, potentially the transformation that's happened in downtown LA with the Staples Center and, and LA Live. And, mm. You know, I'm a Los Angeles native, so kind of hearing that, you know, is really exciting because it's we we know that while this is you know this is definitely playing the long game in terms of this project and you know and the, the development in various phases that Centennial Yards will undergo. We think that this is an amazing project, and, and we have a lot of surprises for the for the public that they're going to be thrilled with, we think, when this opens. It's really exciting. And I everything I see, it just says opening fall. Can you narrow that down at all? <laughs> so <laughs> this is only the second construction project in my life. The first oh. one was Wild Leap LaGrange. Uh-huh. And if there's one thing that I've learned is that construction projects almost never happen at the time in, in which you come <laughs> initiate. Right. I, I would say, you know, we don't have an exact date on when it's going to open, our intention is to make it as soon as possible, but but ultimately, I think you know if the last year and a half has, has taught us anything, it's that you just kind of have to roll with the punches, and and um, you know when it does open, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that the experience is is exceptional for um, for our fan base and and also for recruiting new folks who've never heard of Wildly. Right.
So speaking of, of big news, you've got an anniversary coming up, don't you? Any big plans? So uh, Yeah, I mean, the anniversary parties have always been an opportunity to reflect a little bit and, and, and give folks some clues about, uh, about what's to come. So, you know, again, it's one of those things that, like I said before, the, the accolades and stuff, we, we try not to really think about that all that much. It, it's almost like a band that's been around a long time. They don't necessarily just want to concentrate on their previous albums. They want to make new music. So our goal is to, um, you know, maybe re-release in, in very small quantities some some beers that that folks have have grown you know to to love and and um, you know appreciate over the years, but to give people some insight as, as to all the exciting things that we're working on that we're going to be unveiling. So um, if there's one event that I look forward to the most every year, it's definitely the anniversary party. And I think that the fact that we didn't get to do one last year, mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of pent up uh, right. that 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 we're ready to. Um, to share with the community that, that we've been working on for a long time. Great. Well, uh, Rob, tell everybody how they can keep in touch with you on social media to stay up to date for when the opening happens. Yeah, so we are incredibly active on social media. If you could please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and we're just uh, at Wild Leap on all of those channels. And we're pretty active on LinkedIn as well. So um, please stay tuned on um, on what's happening, both with LaGrange location as well as Atlanta and we just um, we're incredibly grateful for the support and, and um, look forward to sharing a lot of exciting news that we have in the hopper in the coming months ahead. And if people can't wait until the fall for the Atlanta location and they want to head down to LaGrange, give out your address of the current location and, and the hours of operation so people know when you're open. Yeah, so uh, we're located at 308 Main Street, LaGrange, Georgia, 30240. And we, um, we open daily at 3 p.m and close at 10 p.m. And on the weekends, we open at uh, 12.30 and close a little bit later, I believe, at, uh, at 11 p.m. So, you know, we continue to uh, host events here at the LaGrange location. And, and, you know, we have a lot of outdoor space, so it, it helps with uh, with being able to, you know, create social distancing opportunities as mm. well. So, um, you know, we, we encourage everybody to come and check it out. I'll, I'll tell you, downtown LaGrange is, is a really cool spot. There's great places to eat. There's you know excellent hotels, especially walking distance. There's a there's a Marriott that they recently built, and you know we love we love living here and 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 having the brewery here. And we hope that the folks who are also excited about Atlanta will come check us out before here in Lagrange. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rob. Thanks for being on the show. Really excited to have uh, have, have been asked, and, and thank you so much. We uh, we hope to hear from you soon. You've been listening to Rob Goldstein of Wild Leap Brew Company on First Draft on CL Radio. Get in touch with us on Twitter at CL underscore Atlanta or email me at jill at creativeloafing.com. You've been listening to First Draft on CL Radio.